Hey guys, we are Emma and Jessica and welcome to our podcast, the MSR Files, an X-Files podcast. In this episode, we are going to go over shapes. We'll go through it scene by scene and discuss while interjecting with our own thoughts. Hope you enjoy. written by Marilyn Osborne and directed by David Nutter. So we open up on an episode in a cabin that's filled with creepy stuffed animals mm. and there's a storm outside so this is actually quite cool like the lightning for the for the scene is like the, the lightning flashing. Yeah it's cool. So it's cool it sets a good vibe mm-hmm. and between like the intermittent flashes of lightning we see an old dude with a moustache loading a shotgun <laughs> And we see that he's also joined by a younger man who turns out to be his son. And they've both got like the same haircut, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> so we hear some howling outside. It's like a howling sound. It doesn't sound quite sound like an animal. It doesn't quite sound like a human. And the two men head outside with their shotguns and some torches as the lightning continues. And the super reads to Medicine Ranch, Browning, Montana. They shine their torches over some cows. Seem to be a bit agitated. That could just be by the thunder, mm-hmm. but whatever. <laughs> and the younger man, who will soon find out is Lyle, enters a barn where we hear some horses neighing, whinnying, whatever. They're making noise. They're kicking up a fuss. They are winning for a horse. They do winning. Yeah. The horses yeah. are talking. They're, they're just chatting. Yeah. They're having a wee old like granny's meeting. I don't know what the difference is. So <laughs> we see that something is watching Lyle as he's looking around the oh, barn. Really? And as he heads like back out, he finds a dead cow. He bends down to look at it. And when he gets back to his feet, he hears a growling coming from inside the barn. So he heads back inside to investigate. But when he goes back inside, something jumps him and he's tackled to the ground. And he kind of falls like back outside the barn. We then see that someone is in a really bad 90s werewolf mask. (laughs) That's what it looks like. Um, And they're attacking him. So then the older dude, who we'll find out is Jim Parker, he hears (laughs) the commotion and he quickly comes to the aid of Lyle and shoots the the guy in the werewolf mask. And he checks on Lyle. And then when he turns around to look at what he shot, he sees that it's actually a man. It's when he knew. It's when he knew. He fucked up. Now you fucked up. (laughs) And then the opening titles play. Mm-hmm. So we cut back to the creepy stuffed animal cabin. And old moustache man, Jim Parker, is saying that he isn't a killer. And that he didn't want to hurt anyone. But his cows keep getting killed or some shit. Okay. And he's saying the one last night makes... Well, not last night, but the one that we saw mm-hmm. in the in the cold opening makes four just this month. And he says that they've been ripped like paper going through a shredder. Going through a shredder or some shit like that. <laughs> Can't be bothered with this cowboy nonsense. Yeah. So he basically says that he doesn't know of any animal that could do that. So Mulder asks if Parker thinks it was a person or persons that were responsible for the killing of the cows. And then his lawyer, who's been sitting next to Mulder this entire time, pipes up and says that he would like to remind Mulder that Mr. Parker is free on bond pending trial and that Mr. Parker is willingly speaking to the FBI solely on this incident and not any other incidents pending litigation. Scully clarifies if this means that they can't talk about the federal court case Mr. Parker has taken out against the trade 
whole Native American reservation. But really, she's just like making a point of, by the way, we know about this. And Mr. Parker takes offense to this and his lawyer tells him not to say a word. But Mr. Parker tells him not to give him any of that lawyer crap and says that he wants to get it all out in the open. Mr. Parker says that if they're insinuating that he went and killed a native over an argument of when his land ends and when their land begins, her son pipes up and says that they want to settle the matter peacefully in court. And he's like really nice. He yeah. seems nice. He doesn't seem like a yeah, dick like yeah. his dad. He does. So Scully comes in with all her sass and she <laughs> says, well, Joseph Goodensnake is dead with a wind from your shotgun. Mm-hmm. Mr. Parker says that it was no animal that he had ever seen, but it wasn't human either. And then he tells him to take a look at the scars on his son's body. Mulder is, of course, right on this. Yes. <laughs> He's like, right to his feet, wanting to search yeah. his boy's body for <laughs> like, scars. Calm down there, son. <laughs> Mr. Parker explains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's far too eager. So Mr. Parker explains that they heard growls, so they went out to protect the cattle, and that he could have sworn that he saw some red eyes and fangs. Also, to say that he heard growls is so stupid. It was a thunderstorm. Yeah, like, that was loud exactly. as anything. How could you hear growls over that? It'd be, make more sense if he was like, oh, I heard a commotion uh-huh. with the cows, or yeah. I heard howling. But growls? Yeah, you really hear not that? in a thunderstorm. I so. Not inside. So, anyway, we then see Mulder checking out the fakest looking claw marks on Lyle and I swear not even the makeup <laughs> department cared about this episode they were like yeah. meh because <laughs> they look so bad and like none of our effective look this bad in the series I don't think in the first season so it's just weird yeah, that these look so fake it's, yeah the whole episode is not like I can't think of anything effects. yeah not, not the best so Mr. Parker goes on to say that he was just protecting Lyle and that no one was more upset than him to find out that he'd shot that young native boy and then he follows up with but if he was the one that was killing our cattle he's very sorry that they had to find out about it this way but as far as he's concerned, that's the end of it. So he's basically like, saws about that, but he was killing yeah. my cows, so bitch got it exactly. what he's there. It's so, it's so silly. He was going to kill them anyway, so fuck yep. you, Jim, murderer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've murdered more cows than, than Joe. <laughs> so he's been all racist and yeah. shit. And then Mulder asks to see the corral, and Lyle says that he'll show them. So once they're outside and Lyle's alone with them, he tells them that the situation must not look good to them from the Parker side of things, that there are some things about this incident that his father would never be able to describe. And right away, Mulder is like coming in his pants. He's so excited <laughs> begging Lyle to tell him something. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> oh, yes, he's so excited. So, Lyle goes on Lyle goes on a very flowery monologue about mm-hmm. something watching him and scaring him that night. He, oh, no, it was like scaring the night animals or something like that. I didn't write it all down, but it's really yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. No one talks like that. I feel you there. So, he eventually says that whatever was watching him gave him the creeps. And Scully questions the creeps. And Lyle's like, yeah, the creeps. Don't you ever get the creeps? <laughs> and while he's asking this, Mulder is leering over Scully. <laughs> and like she looks up at him She's as like, if to fuck? say, You're giving me the fucking creeps <laughs> yeah. right now, you spooky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> It's like still game. Oh. Back up, you spooky bitch. Oh, yeah, spooky bitch. <laughs> Need to dub that over Mulder for mm-hmm. TikTok. Back up, you spooky TikTok bitch. Sword for this week. I will find that sound. I'll get that set up. <laughs> I will make it my life switching. Um, <laughs> so we then cut to Scully walking around with an umbrella that's bigger than her, <laughs> and she explains that from where the body was and where Mr. Parker shot him from, there's no way that he could have mistaken Joseph for an animal. She then asks Mulder why he was interested in a straightforward homicide and as she asks this Mulder notices some tracks in the mud that go from human footprints to animal footprints I feel like I said footprints instead of footprints <laughs> try that again I go from human footprints no I go from animal footprints to human footprints 
Yeah. Nope, that was still wrong, wasn't it? Was it? I don't care. <laughs> In whatever order. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. There's footprints. <laughs> animal, human. <laughs> work out yeah. for yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Go you watch it. Yeah. I'm not watching it again. <laughs> we then cut to Scully coming out of the barn with a little briefcase, all smug, saying that there seems to be nothing unexplainable about this case. But no one could be more smug than Mulder, walking with his umbrella like his little walking cane. And he tells her, nope, not a thing, as he holds <laughs> up, which looks like a... Like, uh, a skin but not like a snake skin but not snake skin it's like of a human hand and he holds it up to her and she looks at it and then we cut to them driving away from the crime scene and Scully's investigating this hand skin thing and she tells him that it looks like shredded snake skin and that the Parkers might have murdered Joseph but she wouldn't take them for the type to skin their victims. Mulder adds that there is no note of such an act being carried out on the coroner's report. Scully of course says that she wants to look at the body herself because she just loves slicing up dead people (laughs) and Mulder explains that the body has been handed over to the reservation authorities and that they've been told to get in touch with a sheriff charlie Tuscany. so we then cut to what the super tells us is the trejo native reservation northwest montana i'm just gonna say right now fyi none of it said native <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to this 90s bullshit. Yeah. So Mulder and Scully head into a bar or pill hall, whatever it was. And Mulder needlessly tells the bartender that they're not from around there. As if they hadn't worked (laughs) out themselves. (laughs) And says that they're looking for Sheriff Tuscany. The bartender patches him. And, oh fuck, that's yep. a Scottish thing, isn't it? The, the bartender ignores him. Mm, yeah. And they get some weird looks from the patrons in the bar. And Mulder can he take a hint. So he starts yep. like shouting, anyone you know Charlie Tuscany? And then we hear a voice from behind saying, go home FBI. And Mulder turns to look at a group of men in the corner. Mulder asks how they knew they were FBI and he tells Mulder that he could smell them a mile away. Mulder quips that they told him that even though his deodorant is up. <laughs> I get for it. Yeah. Oh dear. Where we're just like, Mulder, Mulder shut the fuck they... up. <laughs> like, yeah, stop exactly. talking. <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Mulder quips that they told him that even though his deodorant is for a woman, it's strong enough for a man. The gentleman Mate, sits the forward and we see Yeah, exactly. We see that one of his eyes is like got an old injury to it and he says that he was at Wounded Knee in 1973 and he learned from that that the FBI don't believe in them and they don't believe in the FBI. Mulder, fucking Mulder. Yeah, he goes like, I want to believe. <laughs> yeah. And the man asks why they're there and what they're looking for and Mulder says that he thinks he knows he thinks that he knows that what they're there for. And the man tells Mulder to tell him what he thinks he knows. <laughs> and then Scully's like, I am sick of this male energy. Yeah. Cut the bullshit. We're here looking for any individuals who might be able to provide information on the homicide of Joseph. What was his name again? Good and Snake. Yeah. And Mulder cuts her off because he's a fucking man and says mm-hmm. that they're looking for anything that can create human tracks in one step and animal tracks in the next. Man tells Mulder that Parker found and killed what Mulder is looking for. A woman. Uh, oh. A woman then slams down a pool cue and tells them what tells them that what Parker and his kid killed. Sorry, Jesus. Christ. Listen, we've worked hard all week for okay? whatever reason. And Word wouldn't let me log in, <laughs> so I had to use this notes thing on my iPad. And oh, it's right, just okay. too small, and I can't read it, so I'm really struggling to read this. Okay. Anyway, a woman sl- then slams down a pool cue and tells them that what Parker and his kid was. Jesus. A woman then slams down a pool cue and tells him that what Parker and his kid killed 
was Sebastian's <laughs> was Sebastian at that time where was that? pizza time can anyone remember <laughs> oh I was trying remember. to get the I remember because like it was said out a million times and couldn't get out yeah a woman then slams down a pool cue and tells them that what Parker and his kid killed was her brother and that they're all too afraid of some stupid legend to do anything about it man tries to quieten Gwen but she goes on to say that I don't know why I said it like that but she goes on to say that she hates suits that are there when they want something from them but they but when they need help they're now nowhere to be found as Gwen storms off we see that Sheriff Tuscany has arrived and Scully goes over to introduce herself and shake his hand but he doesn't shake their hands and instead informs them that Joseph's body is in his office and heads out of the bar so <laughs> when they get to the office Bill and Tom are standing outside blocking the entrance and Tuscany asks them to let the FBI through they seem reluctant but they let them through nevertheless Mulder asks who Bill and Tom were and Tuscany explains that they were guardians of the dead who escort the deceased spirits to the new world where before he, he quips that he only lets them as far as the front door and then explains that anyone who knows him knows that he keeps ancient police out there and the police work in his office. Mulder asked Scanny about the legend Gwen mentioned in the bar and asks what they believed happened in the Parker case. Scanny tells Mulder that he's not a park ranger there to answer all their questions about Native and that whenever he needs federal help he never gets it. Mulder immediately looks embarrassed <laughs> for asking mm-hmm. and he's like oh fuck <laughs> he doesn't yep. like me yep. and then Scanny says that FBI have jurisdiction on the case so he'll allow them to examine the body and then tells them to get on with it. Mulder asks if Gwen was Joseph's sister and Tuscany explains that they were mostly responsible for dealing with the issue of the Parkers grazing their cattle on the reservation. He also reveals that although Mr. Parker probably insinuated that he wanted to settle peacefully in court um, that it was actually Joseph and Gwen who had filed the suit. They look at the body and notice some claw marks on Joseph's shoulder. Tuscany suggests that maybe Parker really did see an animal and that Joseph was attacked too but Scully explains that the wounds have healed and are old. She also points out that Parker couldn't have been more than three feet away when he fired at Joseph based on like where the, the gunshots are. Like They're all concentrated in a small small area. Mm-hmm. As she says this, Mulder is opening Joseph's mouth because fucking hell can't take him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he literally got his fingers in his boy's mouth. Jesus, talk about disrespecting the dead. And he says that they need to take a look at Joe's dental records. Scully leans over to see what Mulder is talking about and she sees that Joe has two sharp elongated canine teeth. We cut to Mulder, Scully and Tuscany looking at an x-ray of Joe's teeth and Mulder states that they're normal. Scully suggests that his records had been switched or misplaced but Mulder points out that the x-ray shows a chipped tooth which matches the chipped tooth in his mouth so that they're definitely Joe's dental records. I can't talk and it's because I'm sober again. <laughs> Why does this happen to me? I need to be drunk to do this. It's just a fact. Yeah. Oh, I'm saving my wine till later though. That's fair. Mostly because it's my mum's bottle of wine and I thought I couldn't open it until she got home. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not feeling. Absolutely not feeling. <laughs> So I need to wait until she's here and then I can suggest, like, oh, yeah. wine? <laughs> got any wine? Yeah. <laughs> well, absolutely. I remember that because I, I think it was something something mum and dad got for Christmas. I think it was stroop waffles. Like, you put them on top of your coffee cup and it, like, melts the caramel inside. And I was like, oh, yeah. can I have one? And she was like, yeah, of course. I was like, but the packet's not open yet. She was like, Emma, you're almost 30. Well, like, yeah. you, can, you can open them. I'm like, yeah, but I still want you to ask. <laughs> I thought it'd be rude. <laughs> she was like, shut up. <laughs> Just open them. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to be nice. (laughs) 
So Scully explains that there are cases of calcium phosphate salts developing abnormally with age, but and then Tuscany cuts her off. Excuse me, because apparently it's men talk over women yeah. all the time. Oh, it does my head in. Does that's, my... Actually, that's actually true to life. That's true to life. Does my head in. So he cuts her off and says that that the thing that Scully mentioned could account for no Descani cuts her off and says that I think he means the teeth could account for what Jim Parker claims to have seen because he was out that night expecting to see a mountain lion killing his cattle he gets rattled and his flashlight catches Joe here and I think he points to his mouth and Scully summarises that Parker saw what he wanted to see an animal which I don't know if that was supposed to be a metaphor for saying that they're seeing the natives as animals or not but if it was very nicely done so just seeing how racist they are yeah so Mulder's not happy about them raining on his parade and he says that Lyle Parker has scars just like Joe and if they ask sorry and if they have a facility where they could perform an autopsy that's not what happened right shut up Mulder's not happy about them raining on his parade and he says that Lyle Parker has scars just like Joe and then he asks if they have a if they have a facility where they could perform an autopsy Jesus why can't I talk sober so then Scanny asks why they need that and Mulder explains that if his teeth are abnormal then Joe's interior might be abnormal as well so they need to do an autopsy to investigate Scanny tells him that he can't allow that before storming off Scully grabs her briefcase and storms after Tuscany because she's super pissed about not being able to cut up Joe. She's like, don't fucking ruin my life. This is all I live for. <laughs> so she tells Tuscany that she's fully qualified, but Tuscany tells her no again and says that the funeral is tonight. Mulder points out, and can I just say, his voice is super soft right when he says this line. I don't know why, but he's like, but it's a cremation. <laughs> There's nothing left. And Tuscany explains that because of their beliefs, they can't desecrate the body because it would mean the spirit would remain here haunting this world. Scully points out that he's a law enforcement officer and that he can't destroy evidence. Tuscany tells her that Tuscany tells her not to tell him what he can't do and that the natives believe there are laws greater than that of the US government and that if they want Joe at rest rather than use as a piece of evidence then that's the way it's going to be. Mulder asks Charlie if he believes that Joe's spirit is back there in that room and Charlie tells him that it doesn't matter what he believes because tomorrow or the day after they'll leave but he has to stay and he has to answer to his people. Tuscany then tells him that they can continue their investigation but they'll have to do it without Joe's body and then they both kind of like sulkily walk away but anyway let's pause for a second because mm-hmm. how cute is the it. fucking height difference in this scene yeah! I mean throughout this episode <laughs> but she is so fucking small <laughs> she just looks so small and there's lots of shots where she's standing, standing right behind well not like a wee bit behind Mulder so it makes her look even smaller and it's just oh, brilliant I love for it so next we cut to a stormy sky before we see Joe's wrapped body atop a tower of logs as a native performs a ritual beside him. We cut inside Mulder and Scully's car and Scully tells Mulder that he's acted as if he's expected to find every piece of evidence that they've come across and asks what he's hiding from her. Mulder says it's a true piece of history, an X-file created by J. Edgar Hoover himself in 1946. He explains that during World War II Wait, how is that 1946? Oh, it doesn't matter. He explains that during World War II a series, series of murders occurred around the Northwest seven and browning alone and that each victim was ripped to shreds and eaten as if by a wild animal. He adds that many of the victims were found at home as if they had allowed the killer to enter. Scully looks at Mulder like what the actual fuck? Uh, and he continues to say that in 1946 they cornered the animal in a cabin in Glacier National Park I think that's what I said. I can be bored going back to Rowan to be honest. <laughs> so that's just what I wrote. I was like I'm going to go with it and so they cornered this animal and shot it but when they went in to retrieve the carcass they found only Richard Watkins. 
sounds. Scully allows that it sounds exactly like the Parker scenario and Mulder tells her that the murders stopped that year. Mulder says that Hoover locked the cases away because they were so bizarre and unsolved in the hopes that the people around uh, sorry, in the hopes that the people around like that area would forget all about them. Scully observes that the file indicated that the murders started again in 1954 and Mulder says and 59, 64, 78 and now again in 94. But, and Scully dryly says, here it comes. <laughs> and I love how she's just ready for his bullshit. So Mulder tells her that the members of the Lewis and Clark expedition wrote of a native men, sorry, wrote of native men who could change their shape into a wolf, which predates the exiles by 150 years. Scully says that the folder describes lycanthropraisal. Describes like, lycanthropraisal. Yeah, lycan. Lycanthropraisal. <laughs> like, like, lycan. Lycan. Lycanthropy. It's so hard to say. Lycanthropy. Which is lycanthropy. Yeah, we'll go with yeah. it. <laughs> you get the idea. Werewolves. Werewolves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is a type. Yeah, it's a type of insanity which causes an individual to believe that he can change into a wolf, which is what they say is where the werewolf myth came from. Yeah. So she then gets all stubborn and says that no one can physically change into an animal from getting out of the car. Mulder follows her and asks her how she can just dismiss all of the evidence that they've seen. And Scully tells him that even if he's right, Parker shot Joe and they're about to burn his body. So it's the end of the mystery. And then she storms off. So... Mulder is like, let's hope so. All, all ominously, is that the right word? Ominously? Ominously? Yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, can't talk today. Ominously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it kind of watches her go off. So Scully goes over to Gwen and Mulder gets a nod from the man from the bar. And Mulder like nods yeah. back, like so super stoked. <laughs> like yeah. he nodded at him. He's like, oh my yeah. god, he wants to be friends with me. Yeah. <laughs> so then Gwen tells <laughs> Gwen tells Scully that she doesn't belong there. And then I think she said something about looking for evidence for their case or some shit. I think she refers to their case, but I can't be bothered to rewind them. So <laughs> Fair. I wasn't in the mood, guys, okay? So Scully says that she just wanted to say that she was sorry about Joe and that she feels sorry for anyone who loses a part of their family. Gwen says, a part, he was my whole family. And now, and she pauses and says that for the demonstration of sorrow, she's supposed to give away all of Joe's possessions before handing Scully a necklace. And it's got like either a tooth or a claw on it. I can quite tell what it was. Scully says that she doesn't know what to say and Glenn, not Glenn, fuck me. Gwen says that it's no big deal and that he had more possessions than friends. Tuscany then shows up, so it's a party and Mulder approaches yep. him and says that Tuscany's report was very thorough and professional but what Mulder wants to know is off the record and asks Tuscany mm-hmm. what he thinks really happened yeah Tuscany tells Mulder that his explanation is lying on that platform so why doesn't he just go home Mulder never taking a fucking hint asks Tuscany if he believes in shapeshifting and Tuscany tells him that this is a funeral. We then cut to tonight and the natives are performing a ceremony for Joe's cremation as Mulder and Scully watch on. And there's a whole bunch of people gathered there. So they then hear a horse approaching and it's Lyle. Gwen notices him when she hears like the horse neighing and she goes over to him and tells him to get out of there. Lyle says that he just came to pay his respects and Gwen tells him that she doesn't need his respects. And then I can't remember what she says to him, but she, <laughs> it's something like she wants him dead <laughs> or something. I can't remember either, oh, but she, probably. To be fair, she's got yeah. she's got she's got a point. Yeah. They killed her our brother, so yeah. and she thinks it's hate field, so uh-huh. and I mean I'm not entirely on Jim's side that it isn't hate mm-hmm. field, so No, yeah. Not Lyle's fault though. So Tuscany tells him to leave and Gwen says that she wishes Joe could be here more than no. 
Jesus Christ. Descani tells Lyle to leave, and then Lyle tells Gwen that he wishes Joe could be here more than anything else. And then he finally gallops away, and Gwen goes back to the funeral. And is that it? That's me. Yeah. That went really fast. Did that cover all the scenes I there? was thinking that, yeah, it's living half an hour. But, you know, yeah, I think so. I don't think everything's missing. Yeah, let's roll. I was, we're, we're, we're killing this. Yeah, I was thinking Once that, Once I though. cut up all those fuck-ups, yeah. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be really short. I was like, this was a very quick episode. Like, even I was... As I was doing mine, it went very, very quick. Ah, so, so we're good. Okay, right. Okay, give us what you got. So, here's where I eat my own laughter. <laughs> oh, the fuck up. <laughs> it's in solidarity, though, but yeah, we're a, a bottle of Prosecco in, so we're buzzed, but we're feeling good. Nice. We're vibing. I, I was a bottle of Prosecco and it might went a lot better. <laughs> yeah, right. The scene of the funeral pyre, like, fades and the camera sort of like cuts to Charlie Parker who is sitting alone on his porch in the dark um, he lights his cigar with his lighter and that's what the camera cuts to um, the flame on the lighter which is quite nice how it transferred from the pyre to the flame and then he like takes a drink that was cool yeah I like that yeah it was a nice transition and how like the the chanting faded like into the background so so as he's sitting in his wee rocking chair he hears a faint growl and i never know how to pronounce this because we don't have it here but is it like cicadas cicadas i don't know like whatever's like chirping in the background in like american films or whatever at night time i thought it's just grasshoppers so i don't know yeah i don't know or something. but i, I see it all the time and I'm like, that's an American thing. Like, we don't have that here. So but I think it's... a cricket it's... to me. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, like, cricket. Like, a cricket making... Chirping. It's called chirping, yeah, just like it? that sound. Yeah, chirping. Yeah. Yeah. So that sound disappears when the growl comes, as if something has scared them away. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so he puts his drink down on the ground, and he gets up from his wee rocking chair to take a wee look. By the way, I highly recommend getting a rocking chair. I have one. 10 out of 10. Would not part I'm for so it, jealous. My granddad used to have one. It was like an actual seat, yeah. but it was a rocking chair, and I uh-huh. fucking loved it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Love a rocking chair. Uh, so as he walks around, having a wee look, the wind disturbs like riding gear that's hung up, and he just kind of like shrugs it off and assumes that that's what the noise was that he heard. So as he walks back to his chair, the camera cuts to a face of a, and I've put this in like quotation marks, like a beast. But I mean, it's yeah, it's like a Halloween mask you would see in the shops. <laughs> It's bad. It's supposed to be like a kind of werewolf. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a kind of werewolf kind of thing. But anyway, it charges at him and attacks him from behind and throws him around a wee bit and then just pretty much throws him onto his porch when it breaks his rocking chair. Poor rocking chair. R.I.P. The camera focuses on his drink and it like jiggles around because in the background we see blurred that someone or something is attacking charlie and kind of like slashing at him and then we can kind of guess from that that he's deep can i just say him as jim not charlie uh-huh. charlie's the charlie's the is sheriff it? it's jim parker and charlie toscani oh have i got that mixed up <laughs> yeah i, I thought you'd done that the first time and jim. i was like maybe i heard right. that wrong but no yeah it's jim jim with the mustache jim right okay. yeah ah, right okay okay so the next day the authorities are now at the ranch house and they are investigating Jim Parker's death Scully lifts the plastic covering over his body and then approaches Tuscany and she says that by the way the body's been mutilated she'd guessed that he's been attacked by a large predator or someone who wanted it to look that way and she then asks the sheriff do you think this is retaliation for the death of Joe Goodensnake which he replies I don't know. Scully then asks if he's talked to Gwen Goodensnake and comments that she seemed pretty upset 
last night. And also a little like side note, Scully is fighting for her life, trying to get her hair behind her ear. <laughs> and I'm I know that pain. I've been there. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It is. It's so funny. And when what you're in that shame. situation, it's more so annoying. fucking annoying because you're like, get out of my fucking face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. what a shame. <laughs> so yeah, she's struggling, but she's she's fighting the good fight. So anyway, <laughs> Toscani says that Gwen is gone and that nobody has seen her since the funeral and that he's put an APB out on her. Scully then asks about Lyle Parker, pretty much like who he is, and Descani says that he can't find him either. Scully comments that he could be dead as well, but that she'll have a take a look around the ranch to have a wee look, basically. And bless her wee heart, she is just so looking up to the sheriff. She's absolutely tiny. Like, <laughs> her head is proper, like, craned right back to look up. And I'm just like, oh, she's so small. Why does she look so small in this episode? I don't know, because there's a few. Like, I feel like she looks much smaller in this one, and Darkness Calls yeah. in the next one. And I'm like, what happened? Did they just, like, lose the, the jelly mm-hmm. board or what? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. I also apologise for saying all that with my mouth full of pizza, but... <laughs> where Listen, where we are, p- pizza's worth it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pizza's worth it. Never apologise for the pizza. <laughs> but yeah, she just looks ridiculously small in this episode and the next one. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say, like our saviour, Toby Maguire, says, pizza time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing important, but yeah. Our Let's Lord and Saviour. to the OG. Our <laughs> Lord and Saviour. OG. I will accept no slander <laughs> to the OG. <laughs> anyway. Meanwhile, Mulder has often his own thing. Shock and is searching the area around the ranch house. Also in this scene, I love his tie. It is a fabulous looking tie. He is rocking it well. Top tier. Top tier tie. Yeah. Top tier, 100%. And behind a fallen log, he finds a clump of fur and another patch of skin that's been shed off nearby. As Scully is walking around the ranch, she finds some animal cages next to a gate and kind of looks at it. And then behind her, she hears like a loud growl and turns to see a mountain lion in a cage snarling at her, which gives her a fright. And then she just kind of like walks away, like keeps looking around. And then she discovers Lyle Parker just lying on the grass, just vibing. Just chilling, face down. <laughs> Just vibing, face uh, down. Yeah. We've all had a Saturday night like that. <laughs> we have, we have. And then the camera cuts back to the ranch house where Sheriff Descani pulls a large claw out from Jim Parker's body and then Mulder comes up behind him and says that that's, that claw is not from any animal that he's ever seen. And he comments that, Sheriff, I think it's time we had a talk, an exchange of ideas, question mark. And honestly, this, this, this little, like, exchange so in the background we hear scully call Mulder's name and mm-hmm. almost immediately he turns and like looks to her <laughs> and i'm like oh <laughs> he's got it bad he's got it bad he, he like completely forgets what he completely forgets what he was talking about with sheriff Tuscany and immediately turns to scully <laughs> and she is approaching with lyle who is wrapped up in a blanket and then they go, both go out to meet them and Scully says that she's going to take Lyle to the hospital to get him checked out. She says that he's suffering from exposure and then she's going to question him. And once they leave, Mulder turns to Tuscany and asks what he's hiding. And all Sheriff Tuscany says that all, all Sheriff Tuscany says is that he thought it was over. Mulder asks if that's why he wouldn't allow an autopsy on Joe Goodensnake and asks if he thought it would all end when he was cremated. And also asks... 
what were you afraid that we'd find? So Sheriff Descani says that he can't tell them, but he will take somebody, no, that he will take Mulder to somebody who can. So then we cut to Grove Medical Clinic in Browning, Montana. Lyle is lying in a hospital bed and a nurse exits with a blood sample and then Scully starts to question him. So Lyle is like, I'm ashamed to say, after what happened at the funeral, picked up some bourbon and he doesn't really remember a thing after that. And basically says that he goes out to where they keep the street animals that wander onto the ranch, just like gain perspective, blah, blah, blah. And it was his mum who started that. So that's where he goes out to kind of like feel connected to her. And basically says that he was half cut, like he was absolutely hammered. He was hulet. That's why he doesn't remember. And he just, yeah, he was hulet, absolutely sloshed. And that's why he doesn't remember what happened. And he's like, kind of like, oh, yeah, you must have thought I was one of those animals because I was that drunk. And Scully's like, "Mm, your dad's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, (laughs) that's the conversation. (laughs) Just like, "Mm." it's like a Teddy moment from The Martian. Oh, by the way, he's dead. He's dead. Mark He's dead. He's dead. (laughs) It's a Martian moment. Um, So, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, you must have thought of you. I was one of those animals. And Scully's like, eh, Lyle, did you go home and speak to your dad after the funeral? He's like, no. Basically, Lyle says that his father would have hated that he'd even went to the funeral. Or no, he would have been mad that he'd even went to the funeral. And Scully's like, yeah, he's dead. (laughs) So Lyle also says that, sorry, Lyle also says that he has a... an image of his dad sitting on the porch, but he doesn't know why and doesn't remember speaking to him. And that is when Scully's like, oh, your father died. And apparently it was an animal attack, but she suspects that it is homicide. And Scully being Scully, she's like trying to be nice. And she's like, offer some, she's like, oh, like, by the way, like my father passed away recently. So she's like trying to offer some kind of comfort, but all I like wants to know if it was his fault that, he's di- that his dad's dead. What Scully's really doing is, Scotty's really like, I've got daddy issues. Do you have daddy yeah. issues? Maybe we can pick up yeah. the <laughs> We can bond. We can yeah. bond. Where's that bourbon you bought, picked up? <laughs> yeah. So basically, Lyle's wondering now, oh, it, it's my, is it my fault because I went to the funeral? Which then prompted them to turn to anger to kill his dad. And Scully's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And then... She's like, fuck the van, old brah. Where's the bourbon? Yeah. She's like, come on. Let's bond over daddy issues. <laughs> yep. And then Lyle waffles on about, oh, you know, living on the ranch, being close to nature, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know how to deal with this. And then he kind of like gets choked up and kind of thinks like, you know, if I brought this on, I'm the reason that he's dead. She's like, he's like, I can't cope. And then Scully like offers him some sympathy, but it's really funny because she does this like tiny little twitch like Gillian does this tiny little twitch like with her mouth like you can tell it's in sympathy and our expression completely changes but it's the tiniest little twitch and I know I'm going on about it being really small but it's just <laughs> it's so wee like <laughs> I've never seen that, that before that brilliant. Yeah. yeah yeah I like that I'm like it's I've never seen it before and it's done so well she's just an acting queen what can I say she just does it so well I agree I just had a mouthful of pizza <laughs> <laughs> Flatter silence, but I completely agree. Yeah, she does a good job. She does a broad job. Okay, so then we cut to Mulder and Scanny. They are in Ish's house. So he is the mat. Was it, was it the bar they were in before, or like the pool house? I think they call it a pool hall. Pool hall. Yeah. So it's the gentleman from before, and Ish is saying that he once saw it with his own eyes. And it was a long time ago, and it seems like a dream that he was only a boy. So all three of them. Like sit together on the floor, and Mulder asks if it was in 1946, and if it was the Watkins case. 
And Ish then says that he senses that he is different. FBI. <laughs> and I like how he calls them FBI. And also comments that he is more open to Native American belief than some Native Americans. And then he's kind of like shoots a look at Tuscany, who then kind of like looks downwards. And he says that he even has an Indian name, Fox, and that he should be running Fox or Sneaky Fox. And Mulder, smiling, he's like, just as long as it's not Sneaky Fox. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> but also, no, he's white. He shouldn't have an Native American exactly. fucking episode, honestly. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. I'm like, no, I can stay Fox. Um, also, I don't know what it is, but like in this episode, in this lighting in the specific scene, his like fringe is brushed to the side, and he just looks like a wee boy. He looks so cute, and I'm like, oh, he's got a proper side part. He does. He does. He does. Because it's funny because I noticed that when he, they go outside in the next scene, I'm like, it's gone. I'm like, oh, bring back the wee side part, and he was too cute. And then, yeah. So after Spee Fox, he asks Ish to tell him what he saw. So, Ish then goes on to say that Watkins had been attacked by an animal when he was alone in the woods. His scars healed, he was forgotten, and then the murders began. The tray goes, we realised that Watkins had been attacked by what the Algonquins called the Manito, an evil spirit capable of changing a man into a beast. To be attacked by a Manito causes the victim to become one. And Mulder then kind of like, it's like a moment of realisation, he's like, oh, the healed scars on Joe Goodensnake's body. And then Ish says that the Manito overtakes a man by night, not by full moon. But when its bloodlust builds to an uncontrollable level, a man changes to a sickening creature. It kills, releasing the savage energy. Man returns to his true self, unaware of what has happened. The cycle begins anew the next day, and this continues until death. He says that one night, when he was 16 years old, he was coming back from fishing at the Cutback Creek. He knew a shortcut behind Watkins' house. There was a groan, but it was not animal, it was human. Ish says that he looked into his window and he was covered in sweat and blood. He was in a great, great pain and his arm, the skin ripped, it tore up and fell to the floor. Claws sprang from his fingernails. He turned screaming and he saw me. His eyes, his eyes were still human. He begged me to kill him. If I had been hunting and had my gun, I'd have done it without a second thought. But being a boy, I was scared to death. And I ran away. And this whole scene, like where like Ish is talking and telling the story, I just I love it. The episode doesn't do a lot well, but I just I don't know. It's this scene where he's telling. He's got the that story, kind of voice, though, hasn't he? Like you just want. To yeah, it to just it. pulls you, you right in. It. Yeah, he's so yeah. Good. The story, yeah, the storytelling is fantastic, and I absolutely love it. She's got such a wise voice. Yeah, yeah. so old and wise, just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Rich. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then Mulder then comments that like shortly after the police killed him. But then Ish says, "But the Manito rose again." And Mulder goes on to say that this happened eight years later. But what? But with Watkins dead, how could there have been attack? How how could there have been an attack by a Manito? And also, like this this gentleman has been telling you the story, Mulder, and <laughs> you still can't pronounce it right. <laughs> I'm like, just listen to what he's saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then Ish says that Watkins had a son and that it could have been passed along by bloodlines. And Tuscany then interjects and says Gwen's name and says that if Joe Goodensnake was this creature, then perhaps it didn't originate in him by the first attack, but was handed down through the bloodlines. This means that Gwen could have it also and that Gwen could have killed Parker. 
So after this, there's a, they hear a noise outside the door, and they, all three of them like grab their weapons and rush outside, but they don't see anything. And Mulder like kind of gestures for Ish to stay back, and like they both him and the sheriff start to look. Um, Ish's truck starts, and Gwen kind of like pops up in the front seat, and she backs out towards the road. So they call after her and chase after the truck, and then once it stops, like once it's gets to its like point to turn, Tuscany grabs the wheel and stops her and like when like kind of gets a fright. So Tuscany pulls her out the car onto the ground and says that she's under arrest for stealing Ish's car but Ish doesn't really seem concerned about that. He's just like, right, what happened, Gwen? Like, what are you running away from? And she says that she saw it, she saw it kill Parker and Mulder kind of like looks to, looks to Tuscany and says to him, you know, let it up. So then Gwen goes on to explain while she's crying that she went there after the funeral. She was gonna mess up Lyle, so she waited. Um, but Parker's on the porch and she can't quite finish her story, but admits that she's never been so scared because obviously of what she saw. So she <laughs> ran in the woods all day and basically she just wants to get out of here and get away. That was the mustache. <laughs> she creeped her out. Just him in general. Like it. <laughs> yeah. So this guy who puts his arms around her and like give her a wee, a wee cuddle to comfort her and ish ushers them both inside. So then we cut to the hospital and we see that a nurse is handing a phone to a doctor and Mulder is phoning from Ish's house to say that he was told that Scully could be reached on this number. And the doctor says that they, re- they released Lyle and they're currently heading back to the ranch and says that they just left. But he also pauses and says to Mulder that the blood test revealed a rather unsettling result and that there were traces of his father's blood type in Lyle's blood, which could only be there due to ingestion. And Mulder has this moment of wide-eyed realisation. <laughs> and just kind of like hangs up. He's like, oh shit. He's like, oh shit, I just left the werewolf of Scully. He's like, yeah. oh shit, I just left the vampire of Scully. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, Mulder, can yeah. you do anything right? Typical Mulder behaviour. <laughs> yep. Just leave her with the killer. <laughs> yeah. Like, nine times out of ten, she'll be left with the killer. Yep. <laughs> And you'll be like, don't say it. <laughs> never do nothing for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I told her it'll be a nice trip to the forest. Yeah, like, mate, <laughs> we will not trust you anymore. <laughs> yep. Next episode, can't wait. I know. I'm so I'm excited. excited. So excited. Okay, so at the hospital. No, I've already done that one. <laughs> so it's evening, and Scully is driving Lyle back to the ranch. So in the car, Lyle appears to be sleeping or like dozing off, but his eyes open rather ominously. It's a bit spooky. 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 <laughs> so once they arrive at the ranch, they enter and Scully tries the light switch and it doesn't work. Lyle says that it happens all the time and that he'll go fire up the generator. He doesn't really make it halfway across the room before he doubles over in pain and Scully moves to assist him and asks if he's okay. He says he feels sick and asks if she could help him get to the bathroom. In the meantime, mm-hmm. Mulder no, and Scanny are speeding down the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Mulder and Tuscany are speeding down the road with lights flashing and Mulder's trying to phone Scully and bless his wee heart, he's absolutely panicking. Yeah, just can't get so enough of it. It's great. He's freaking out. He's freaking out. <laughs> he's like, damn, it keeps disconnecting. The mountain uh-huh. must be blocking the signal. And he's like, how much farther? And the sheriff's like, oh, it's seven miles. And then he speeds up. I'm like, oh, bless him. Look at him go. Um, and then at the ranch... Lyle is in the bathroom, he takes off his coat and like runs the water, like washes his face while Scully's like, yo, what's happening? <laughs> like, can mm-hmm. I help? Like, we want can't to get back to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. He's like, nah, we're fine. And she's like, mm, don't believe you. <laughs> so the car continues to speed down the road towards the ranch. So Lyle rips off his shirt and like, <laughs> 
kind of flexes as he's, he's bent over. <laughs> it sounds really weird. <laughs> but it's his back. He's flexing, okay? <laughs> yeah. And then Scully tries to break in. <laughs> She's like, let me in on the action. Yeah. He's like, oh, what's, what's happening in there, bestie? <laughs> so yeah she basically tries to like get, I don't know why she's unscrewing like the door handle because that would not solve anything really because yeah. <laughs> the loot would still be on the other side but whatever so blah 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 she's trying to break in he's freaking out and we see large fangs appear <laughs> in his mouth as he starts to transform <laughs> and he collapses in the corner and then there's this really bogging moment of where he lifts his hand and like the skin splits and we see fur underneath and it's minging and I'm just like Ugh. it was a weird way they did this I like it it was very weird I'm like there are a million ways you could have done that better but no you had to just go the bogging way or the disgusting way just Ugh. anyway so Mulder and Tiscani pull up to the ranch and Scully has managed to get one screw out of the door handle and suddenly a large furry arm <laughs> breaks through like the upper half of the door startles, startles her arm. As you, f- yes, it's the funny. Uh, um, so, <laughs> so she falls backwards. She's freaked out and drops her torch um, and pretty much just falls to the floor. So when they pull up to the front of the ranch house, Mulder enters and tries to light switch. He doesn't hear or see any sign of Scully or Lyle, but how he cannot hear Lyle going like batshit upstairs, I don't understand. Like the house is not that big. Yeah, like, I know. even in a big house, he would hear something. Like okay. It's like, the, but they can't hear him, but they could hear the growl and the f- thunderstorm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Makes complete sense. Exactly. No, okay, it's it's the X Files logic. It's the X Files logic. Nothing makes sense until the story needs it to make sense. Yeah. That's how they do it. So, Mulder just starts making his way through the house, turns on like his own torch, and sees like a large set of scratches on the wall. He then comes across Scully's torch. And <laughs> he's just like crouched and he's like, Scully! <laughs> and I don't know why, it just cracks me up the way he uh... says it. He's just like, Scully! Ah, <laughs> uh, he's such a Funny. weirdo. Yeah, it's a weirdo. Cut to outside. The scanner is looking around and his torch catches the si- like the mountain lion in this cage. <laughs> That poor mountain lion in that tiny <laughs> little cage. I know. I know. So A, what a wee shame that it's stuck in that little cage. But B, it kind of like sits up and it's like, right, turn that light off. <laughs> I was fucking sleeping. <laughs> That's like the attitude it's given. Yeah. And I love it. It just kind of pops up. It's like, wah. <laughs> and then it goes back down again. <laughs> um, so meanwhile, Mulder is continuing to move through the house. Like he ends up in the kitchen. And he hears a roar behind him and like turn to see like some furry kind of creature like run into the next room he fires twice but it doesn't hit it and he follows the creature and starts moving up the stairs as he nears the landing there's another roar and Mulder turns and like instinctively starts firing but it's at the mounted bear head on the wall <laughs> well done Mulder yeah you got well done. 10 out of 10 you sure you sure told that mounted bear head oh, yeah <laughs> like fuck off you spooky bitch <laughs> So uh, he continues on, and a nearby noise startles him. He screams. He genuinely is just like, "What?" <laughs> so then it just throws me back to the episode. He's like, "Oh, it was a girly scream." <laughs> well, it throws me forward, I should say. Yeah. It's not happened yet. Yeah, but yeah, he just proper goes like, "What?" And then Scully like pops out. She's like, "It's okay. It's me." <laughs> and oh my god! So. <laughs> she's like so, I don't know what happened like I was jumped and lost her gun and Mulder's like oh I heard it come out here C- come up here but the way that she grabbed him oh. and like, like 
what I've actually written in here. Right. right? There's there's a few sentences to do it. Okay, so. <laughs> Exhibit A. There is a specific flavour about Mulder grabbing her in the dark, frightened and them both breathless. Yes, faces right in each Very other. Very spicy. Yes, yes. I love it. That's what fan fiction is made of. I love it. Yeah. Exhibit B. Okay, but she grabbed him because you can see that she still had her arm, her hand on his arm. Yeah. And like as they both move away to start moving away, you can see it move. <laughs> and yet again, and then it's so exhibit C. Fucking lit. Oh, exhibit yeah. C. What? That, exhibit coming C. to my next point. <laughs> coming to my next point. Someone tell Chris Carter to pay his fucking lucky bill so I can, because I need better lighting yes. to see them. Like, and this, and their whole glory. Just FYI, Lecky Bill is electricity bill. Yeah. Get the man to pay his electricity because I need to fucking see that in its full glory. Yeah, I know. I Motherfuckers. We never get the good stuff in full lighting. We do not. They're such a tease, which is good. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck you, let me see Yeah, it. exactly. I need to see it. So yeah, that was the whole thing. <laughs> I got very animated was needed. in that part needed. of my notes. <laughs> it was needed. I can share it if people want me to <laughs> crop it and share it. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Um, so Mulder then ushers her, and they continue on their way to the bedroom. So Mulder kind of like leads the way. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, especially after that hot and heavy breather in the dark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a wee preview. <laughs> yeah, just a little foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> so they continue on. Um, Mulder's leading the way with his torch and his gun um, because Scully has lost her, and they hear a faint growl. So they move on to the next room. And I will say the music in this point is like so good. It's so creepy and like just keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's just like that weird. I don't know, like, is it the violin or like the piano? One of them is just like the constant tone, and you're just like, oh, I can't so remember creepy. what it sounds like. It's good. It's good, creepy, shit. though, yeah. I just Mark watched Snow it. is always on point. Yeah, he is. He is the king. He matches, like, the vibe perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then, oh. goodness me, <laughs> from the corner, <laughs> a beast, in quotation marks again, springs out to attack them and oh my god this slow motion <laughs> it is absolutely awful i don't know what you're talking about like this is the most high frames per I've second <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> it's like somebody tried to run a video game from today on a windows 95 pc it just it could not cope and went up into flames <laughs> So yeah, they're like in five frames per second, spinning round, like trying to shoot, and then they hear a shot, or what is it, a rifle or whatever, shot in the background, and then the slow-mo just stops in the same scene, like it's not like it cuts to a different scene, and it's so jarring, because you can obviously miss it. Oh, it's so bad. Clearly they did not have a budget for this episode. No, 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 absolutely not, no. No, you see that, all our episodes were not this bad, apart from space. See, that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what What have you done? Honestly. So Just no one gave a fuck. Yeah. They read that script and they were it's, like, listen, I will I will give you what you've given me. I will give you that same level of input. Yeah. And that's all you're yeah. getting. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. I will tick the boxes, but I will not care yeah. what I'm doing with it. I yeah. feel like that's what um, that's all they said. Uh, David does with his acting. Like, when it's a really good script, he actually... <laughs> acts and then when it's not a great script he's like listen you yeah. put little effort into this and i'm gonna give you a little effort <laughs> so I, f- I feel like that's yeah. deserved <laughs> right better scripts mm-hmm. yeah and you know what i respect it i respect so, it too <laughs> like 
yeah, if they don't care, why should I care? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> I've lived that life. Yeah. So, yeah, Mulder, like, turns to fire his gun, but they already see, well, they already hear the shot, the, the other shot, and we discover that Tuscany has shot the beast again, in quotation marks. The beast with two backs. That's only a beast we want to know. The beast. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, Mulder and Scully. Yeah. <laughs> Hop to it. <laughs> um, so the sheriff Scanny asks if they're all right. Mulder shines his torch over and they see that Lyle is lying dead in the corner. And Scully's like, oh my god. It's oh, just like, wait a minute. He was in the bathroom a minute ago. <laughs> so basically she's like, yeah, he was sick. And the next thing I knew we were attacked by a mountain lion. I'm like, Scully. Scully. This. You sweet summer child. Sweet. For the love of God. Yeah, you sweet summer child. What the <laughs> fuck do you think is going on here? Uh, uh, and I love this exchange where Mulder's like, it wasn't a mountain lion, Scully. And the sheriff, sheriff Descani's like, it's still in its cage outside. And it's just like, bam, bam, bam. But the way that Mulder is looking at her in this scene. Oh my God. Where she's just like, Oh my god, what I've written and what I sent in the Snapchat is the way that Mulder is looking at her here. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> I cannot go on. He is so in love. Amazing. He is. He's just like, what What? What do you think of that, Scully? It's not a mountain lion. What do you think of that? <laughs> so, yeah. So we cut to the next day and Mulder, Scully and Scanny come out of the sheriff's office. Mulder asks, where is Gwen? And he comments that she said that she'd come to see us before we leave and Sheriff Descani says that she left last night and gave away all her possessions to her friends. Mulder like seems kind of confused, he's like she just upped and left, like why would she do that? And Sheriff Descani says that her brother's gone, she's got no family, the trouble with Parker is all over and that maybe she saw something that she wasn't ready to understand. And Scully's like oh yeah maybe. So Mulder shakes Descani's hand and thanks him and they both walk off towards the car. Oh, Scully shakes to scan his hand as well and follows him. She finally got that handshake. She did. <laughs> yeah. So up on like the porch like side the sheriff's office, mm-hmm. Ish is standing and say and calls out FBI. And he's like seeing about eight years. And Mulder's like, oh I hope not. <laughs> and like they kind of like smile and nod at each other into an understanding and then they both drive off through well him and Scully, sorry, drive off through the fog sh- Rounded mountains. Very vibey. I fucking love it. It is very vibey. And I will say, it would have been cool to get a sequel to this episode eight years later, but only if they did it better. <laughs> Maybe if they got someone who's actually part of the native community to write the script. Yes. Then yes. it could have been handled yeah. a lot better. And actually do it properly. Yeah. Yeah, That that's my only thought. And then also, the other thought is... Chris, given like Chris Carter's commun- uh, continuity, like he forgets half the stuff that he's written anyway. So I'm actually glad we didn't get a continuation yeah. on because he would like have no fucking clue about what he even wrote. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I kind of it's fair that we didn't. Parmy's like Parmy's really got that we didn't have like an episode like on Skinwalkers, but at the same time, I'm like they would have completely uh-huh. fucking insulted yeah. every native person uh, yeah, there in absolutely. Navajo. So it's just like best probably you don't touch that but mm. that would have been a good episode that would have been really creepy but i'm just like yeah you've proved right here that you cannot handle yeah, any other <laughs> yeah exactly. oh well like uh, <laughs> tesla's was it tesla's dos beaches tesla's yeah 
the cat episode. Yeah. Where they completely fuck Aye. up that. I can't remember what countries That's do they get yet. those vases from. I can't remember. Orange or whatever they are. But they fuck all that. They always do it. I've Same with the Chupacabra. Like I was so excited yeah. about the Chupacabra episode and they mm-hmm. completely fucked that up. And I was like, how hard really is it to, to go find I someone know. who actually knows what they're talking about and get them to write the script from their point of view and not be racist? <laughs> like, yeah. How, how much you're asking? No, absolutely. Just stop the yeah. borderline racism and just fucking go find someone that knows what we're talking about. And it annoys me mm-hmm. so much. This is the first script by a woman and it's so bad, but I feel like it's not her fault. I'm yeah. pretty sure she was told to do this, to, to, to tick a box. Like, please represent. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please, white women, yeah. represent <laughs> the, yeah. the natives for us. And they completely cocked it up. So, well done, Fox. No. It's, it's such a shame because it could have been such a good episode but it just I'm just like oh, it just falls flat because there's just so much wrong with it and I'm like oh you could have been so much better just mm-hmm. like basic human decency you could have been so much better but they weren't no so I'm glad we didn't get a second one but in an ideal world where it, like everything was fine it would have been cool to get like a follow up eight years later like with Tombs in 2023 yeah that would have been amazing would have been good. to have a Tombs movie but yeah, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> that's the episode done. So will we rank it? Let me get my spreadsheet. Yeah. So, are we saying it's better than fire? Yeah. Yeah. Are we saying it's better than space? Yeah. Yeah. Are we saying it's better than gender bender? Yeah. Better than Miracle Man? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so we'll put it just between them, that's fine. Yeah, I'd either put between it like, a- in line the same or below it. Put it below because we need to do it, right? Ah, oh, yeah, you need to put it in some way in order. <laughs> ah, that was a proper Scottish. Ah, because I did it like insert the line above instead of below. So I just gotta do this. <laughs> so we've got it just above gender render. <laughs> it's like gender render and shapes. Which one's more offensive? That's how it should be a list of most yeah. offensive episode. Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay, so our top five remains the same at Squeeze, Ice, Beyond the Sea, Pilot and Eve. Do you want to do the fans are out there? Yeah. Give me one second. Hold up. We don't have much because I literally just posted it a couple hours ago. I was like, fuck, I never did a tweet. We were so bad this, this I was day. thinking that just, yeah, as I was like getting ready to eat my tea, I was like, oh, fuck, I don't think I've actually done a uh, thingy on this. <laughs> Just just FYI, Emma's had a wedding. She's also started a new job. And yeah. I've been um, down. <laughs> I've, been, I've been out of action with, with severe back pain yeah. um, and been in the hospital and everything. So listen, yeah. that's why we're a week late with the episode and there's very little prep or care given yeah. into this episode. Because we were just <laughs> like, fuck, we didn't put an episode last week. And then yesterday we realised we need to put an episode this week and so we've just yeah. rushed it but we've got a lot going on so yeah. i mean yeah and i mean we put in what this episode gave out so yes <laughs> as we said i think that's fair <laughs> but yeah that's fair it's just it's it's been a busy time so i mean we had a few so at katie underscore katie underscore katie says i like that they drew attention to the wounded knee occupation and I saw this on the Wikipedia page, but I don't. I, I never actually got a chance to read up on what it was. I don't know what the occupation was. I know Wounded Knee. There was a massacre at Wounded Knee of of Native people, but I don't know what the Wounded Knee occupation was. I'm guessing it's something that happened in the exact same area, but I couldn't tell you 
I mean, we're not American. We don't I know. Think so. Like it's not kind of yeah thing we'd learn about. So I might, I'll I'll read up on it now. I want to see what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, I would read up on it to to find out what it's about. Again, we were severely not yeah. prepared for this because <laughs> we've been so busy. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until it came yeah. up in the episode tonight, I was like, shit, this is why we need to prep our episodes earlier than this so <laughs> that we can look this stuff up. But we've just had a crazy couple of weeks, yeah. so this is where we're at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. Yeah. We've all got lives. So, the X-Files chat room pod says, where to begin? Question <laughs> mark. And I can tell you, as a native youngster back in the day, I was starving for representation any way I could get it. My initial reaction was, well, that was all sorts of wrong, but at least they tried. And yeah. I mean, yeah. That's very <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah, I was saying, I can't remember... Off the top of my head, I can't remember if it's Jess or if it's Dini that's native, but I I was saying to them that had had we been more prepared for this episode and I had thought about it and we had put this tweet out earlier, we could have had them on the show just to talk about because it, it would have been nice to get their perspective. Yeah, that, that would be, be really so cool. cool. Yeah, and they'd said to us ages ago about maybe collaborating on an episode because we both started a podcast around the same time. So that would actually this would oh, mean the cool. perfect bloody episode to do it. But there are other episodes. Yeah. There's Anasazi. Is that the mm-hmm. right episode? Yeah. yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. I. Yeah? yeah. Oh, I just pulled out my fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> back there. I'm not usually good with the mythology <laughs> episodes, titles. Yeah, so maybe on one of the other ones that come up, just to see the perspective of how they represent that culture. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. Because, like I said, because we're like, not American, we're... we're not really exposed to it so much. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Because we're not American, we don't get it as much like well we can read is what we read like on the news or on yeah Twitter. which well, is wildly the biased yeah so yeah it's, you know what i mean like you don't hear the voices from the people that you need to so i think it would be yeah exactly cool. yeah that'd be cool and at la underscore mierda says the guy in that episode was attracted to scully but i don't blame him <laughs> <laughs> and i'm wondering if that was maybe lyle because he yes. could give off those vibes yeah could have give off those vibes? Yep. Lyle knew what was up. <laughs> he knew what was up. Lyle understood. And then Lyle, at Lyle, raccoons underscore dead. <laughs> at raccoons underscore dead said that they did an entire video about this episode. And then in the quote RT of our tweet, they have linked their like X-Files analysis video. Like the, Which I have retweeted. Link so for you can it. check so, that out. Yeah, you can check it out there. And that's all we have. Yeah, because I'll be out of the late for this out. week. Yeah. Did you see... Now, I didn't twig until you tweeted it. I mean, that being said, we've got 22 likes and 3 retweets, so... And 620, <laughs> 620 views. The people the people saw it. Did you see that um, La Mierda told us that we should do a... She said, Girl, girls, you should do a fanfic special, please. And I, yeah, I, I did how see that actually, for the week. Uh-huh. Yeah, I said, like, we did actually bring it up when we were... I'm sure it was Ghost of the Machine. I don't know why yeah. it was that episode that we brought so up. But I said, like, if people want to send us in their excerpts, we will read them and discuss them. Mm-hmm. And, sh- and they yeah. said that they were actually reading Family G-Man because of you mentioning it. <laughs> oh, my God! Yeah! Yeah! yeah. Oh, it's the best thing ever! But I will just put it out oh, there again. If you write fanfic and you would like us to read, so we can't read the whole thing out because we don't have time for that. Oh, yeah, if you select, long, yeah. Yeah. select bits of it, the raunchiest like, oh, bits snippet. is what we want. Yeah. We'll snip it. <laughs> the oh, good God, stuff, yeah. the spice. Like, listen, um, for yeah. us to, the because, spice and. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think it'd be funny. You you know my aversion to it. 
I just can't. I can't. I can't cope. Yeah. I remember reading fanfic. I read like one paragraph. It was when I was watching Hawaii Five O, and there was people mentioned about fanfic for that. I looked at. It, I read one paragraph, and I was like, "Not yeah. for me. Not for me. I can't. I can't deal with." Oh, this. you're so, missing out. You're missing yeah, I know, out. So if you want to send it in, then I will gladly be exposed to it on yes. the podcast. Yes. And also, I've, I mean, got my, oh. I've got my own fanfic movie to write for Pedro Pascal and Oscar Isaac. Come on, oh, movie to write. Yeah. So you do. <laughs> so I need some inspiration so for that. Fucking yes. For my romance that I'm writing. Fucking yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you guys send it yeah. in, we will do a special Just fanfic episode, but we need you to send it in so that we basically give us the rights to, to do it because we don't just want to read your work out and steal yeah. it so if you just want to do that yeah. we will yeah. gladly we will gladly read it out but like I said you've got to give us permission and you've got mm-hmm. to be the offer you can't give us someone else's work <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but I think that'd there's be cool. so many good things out there like over the years I've read so many good fucking things and I'm just like oh so fucking good <laughs> so yeah out to the family g-man yeah <laughs> they have like a have a family like massive family it's fucking brilliant oh. fucking love it i've also not read that fic in like 10 years probably i need to go back and read it because <laughs> that was the shit <laughs> back in like what 2013 2012 oh, oh fucking love it i love it oh, fucking love dear. it Oh, also remember, you can send in your spooky stories, so your own par- paranormal experiences, mm-hmm. for us to, to read out on air. But other than that, I think that's us, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So next episode is Darkness Falls. Can't wait. It's one of my personal favourites. Yeah. And, I love it. Oh, it's going to be so good. going to be so good. I can't, w- I can't wait to write the notes for this yeah, one. I'm actually looking forward to writing notes, which yeah. never happens. Yeah, me too. So. Me too. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter at the MSR Files Pod, or you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the MSR Files Podcast. And if you want to send us emails for like your spooky stories or whatever else, or your fanfic, you can send them to the MSR Files Podcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it. Yep. Yeah. I think I managed to do that for once <laughs> without slipping up. Yeah. Me, I'm so profesh. It's because I've got my mic on my stand. It no longer squeaks because the mic's heavy enough. I've got my professional mic. I've got my oh. little, little, I don't know what this is called, little mixer thing. Like, check me out. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't talk throughout all my notes, but we're going to ignore that. <laughs> because I just got that like, two sentences down at the end. Yeah. Sometimes it do be like that. Yeah, yeah. you gotta take the win when you can. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>